0: Right, so today we're going to do something a bit different, uh, we're going to do a series finale and also a series review of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So today I have Han with, here with me. Today Hi. I have Han... Wait, hang on, let me let me say the line again. Today I have, today I have Han here with me. Hi. Yeah, and we're just going to share a bit about our thoughts and uh, what we thought about the show. So, yeah, let's start with... Okay... Uh let's start with talking about the final episode. Uh spoilers ahead for people who haven't watched the series. Yeah, this is a spoiler-only episode.
1: Yes, yes, go watch it.
0: Yes, yes. It's out on Disney Plus. Uh pay your ten dollar tribute to the mouse. Yes.
1: Oh hell all hail the king.
0: All hail the king. Yeah. It's
1: only six episodes, uh short series, quick. Yeah, I I think there's actually a reason for that, but we can discuss that later.
0: Yeah, personally, I wish it had been been a bit longer, but uh, to expand on some of the characters and also like yeah, that missing storyline that we're gonna talk about it, about later. But okay, so uh, episode six is just like the big battle and then the finale, right? They try to close all the characters'
1: arcs. Yes. So um, it it's sort of meant to be catching up with uh the comics basically so how a lot of these characters develop uh, are pretty consistent with the comic books uh, in terms of where where they go by the end of this series
0: yeah um i think right now this series and marvel in general is um, starting to dive very deep into also making the the characters look very comic book yeah, they they basically just copy paste the look from the comics, series
1: It's uh yeah yeah yeah.
0: So I think in a month ago we saw the Scarlet Witch new outfit, and this this time we saw Sam Wilson's new outfit, which had been leaked like I think about like months and months ago by some like toy company or something.
1: Oh yeah yeah, there was uh, there was this photo of uh of the action figure that has been floating around. So yeah, I think everybody kind of knew what he was going to look like.
0: What do you think about the the, the outfit? Like,
1: um, so I think right, I think this will also come back. This idea also come back again because this show is a TV show instead of a full budget, um, MCU movie. Yep, they had a practical suit instead of what. Would likely have been a CG, uh, CG suit in a movie, because you can tell, uh, Anthony Mackie, yeah, He was he was wearing an actual costume, like full everything except for the wings, lah, yeah.
0: right? Yep.
1: But but if this was say a a movie, right? If this was like Captain America four or something, right? I I don't know. It's just it's just there's some parts of it. Because we never really know if the whole suit is vibranium or if just the the wing pack, and Red Falcon is is a uh, Red, wing. red wing, if, wing. If they are, if Red Wing and and the the the, the wing suit is vibranium or everything is vibranium. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, I it's I mean it it, it comes from Wakanda right? so yep. that you kind of expect that to to happen, but we, we don't know yet. You see? Then and you don't get any shots. um... Establishing that that fact because when when anybody shoots at him right he's always covering himself with the wings yep yep or he's mm. always shooting at the wings so yep. because it's metallic so you know like ninety nine percent this is made of vibranium but I don't know if the whole suit like everything covering his body is made of vibranium like uh like you no know, uh, black panther oh.
0: yeah I think you in some shots you can kind of see the fabric like kind of fold in. But I, I yeah. think like that's to be expected because, I mean the it generally looks better when you use like practical, practical effects and like a suit assuming your costume department, like does the job right, and yeah. you want your stuntman to be able to, uh, be flexible and, and do stuff like that. But yeah. but talking about that, like yeah, the fact that this entire suit and wings are like come from like Wakanda, right? Can you imagine being the like Wakandan like technician or mechanic that had to like do the spray job in the end? It's like, it's like, what what? We are we are making a, a Captain America suit like design and <laughs> design and finish in Wakanda. Uh, well, you know your I iPhone mean, at the back at the the engraving at the back, yeah. But
1: oh uh, well I mean a, a, we we know at at least uh from Infinity War onwards that the Wakanda and, and the, the Captain America uh were were already on better terms. Yep. because they were opposing sides in 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 Civil War, right? But yeah. by the time Infinity War came came around, you know, you know, T'Challa was like, "Give that man the shield," right? Yeah. And and also because they have this relationship with Bucky, yep, uh, it makes sense that they will actually give him that favor, and like, do him that favor, and, and make a new suit for for Sam. Hmm.
0: I think I think it's it doesn't really harm them too much because at the end of the day it's like kind of just like a wingsuit and it's not like those special vibranium charged weapons that you see all the Wakandan soldiers have and things like that and oh, yeah. I mean Sam was also there like in Infinity War when when he fought the uh Thanos's first invasion oh yeah uh, second invasion yeah sorry yeah sorry but better of Wakanda yeah better of Wakanda yeah so <laughs> the yeah I I I do like. Have this like head that um you know through the entire design process right like all the Wakandans were like laughing their ass off at the fact that oh no we, we want to make a black man Captain America it's like oh yeah let's do this man let's just get on this project <laughs>
1: yeah I guess it it would be fairly consistent with um Wakanda's new policy to be more global and uh, to be to to be of more help to the world instead of uh, being isolationist right.
0: Okay, yeah, but let's get back to the story for a bit. So, yeah. I think the episode opens with, like, I think Sam just giving, like, a call to... Uh, was it Bucky? Uh, I can't remember. Bucky, yeah. Probably Bucky, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah he's
1: yeah, he was calling Bucky, uh, uh, yeah, telling him to head down to the UN. It was the UN, uh, to the GRC, like, or whatever the GRC meeting was.
0: Uh, uh, U- UN-ish building in the middle of New York, right? Yeah. And then the show wastes no time in just, like, Showing us Sam in the outfit. Just he just breaks the window and then he jumps in and
1: he's yeah, like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. superhero
0: America. entry." Yeah, but airborne superhero entry. It's like,
1: so I think I think it it, it it's a very good way to introduce it, uh, because so you just kind of skip the whole like suiting up, like like the cliches suiting up uh, uh scene, and just go straight into it.
0: Yeah, like um. Uh, Just now, I was thinking about, like, that that scene, right? And then I went to go and check, like, what is the distance between Savannah, Georgia, and New York City, right? So something like, I think, 1,300 km. Assuming Sam took, like, I don't know, a few hours to get there because he (laughs) had to fly, right? He flew, flew, right? So, like, then he would be, like, he probably needs to pee. (laughs) I
2: I, I
1: don't know, uh, Uh, but, like, yeah. Well, uh... I'm guessing it would be something similar to to, uh, Stark Tech Iron Man yeah. Suits. Yeah, I mean I I I won't. I, I'm not above thinking that that you know, Wakanda has similar technology.
0: Yeah, p absorption.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like even I think yeah, this came up like in in one of the earlier Iron Man movies like oh, uh there's a there's this like system in place to like recycle. Your, the his, his urine to, to become drinking water or something like that <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's yeah. this built-in water filtration device
0: okay uh, yeah but okay anyway so Sam comes in and then he kind of like fed, fights Bedrock for a while oh yeah y- yeah and, and like hilariously he just says like okay bye and then he just leaves
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so so the, the Flag Smashers plan is to delay Bucky and, and Sam with, with all these little gimmicks to to uh, smuggle the GRC members out of the building and into an, another secret area, and and so so there's one thing that I wanted to I, I kind of noticed was that like when Sam came in right he knew immediately that it's all a distraction and and it's a ploy to to the 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 VIPs elsewhere. Yep. Like immediately that's like, it's it's so it's it's very it, it's almost like another thing that they are putting in to show that how similar he is to Steve Rogers. Right. Yeah, because like if you if you look at look back at all the other all the previous uh, MCU movies, wherever um Captain America was involved, he's always the one calling the shots. He's always the one um plotting the tactics and recognizing how the opposition thought and how they planned. He he could like see very very quickly. And and, and I think it's interesting that the. They they did it like this for uh, for Sam as well.
0: Yeah. Although to be fair, it, it is hard for like the Flex smashers to defend one entire building by themselves. I think they only have like what six people. Yeah. Yeah. So like it makes sense that like especially like in the cover of night, right? You just hijack these people while while they are all like separated and still like, and it's like harder to track. But but yeah, I do agree that they are setting him up and like letting him pull the shots. And showing that he's a very competent leader, la. I mean part, partially because of his military experience, but yeah. Mm.
1: So yeah, then he, he he comes in and he has no hesitation in saying that he's a Captain America now.
0: Yep. He had two hours to think about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a, yeah, his his flight. Yeah.
0: So the flag smashes cause chaos in the UN slash GRC building and they plan to evacuate pe- uh, in different groups. So some of them leave by truck, and then some of them leave by helicopter. So that's when uh, Sam and Bucky kind of split up to kind of uh, try and save uh, everyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and then, um, so I think we were discussing this yesterday after we both saw the episode for the first time. Um, yep. That truck chase sequence feels very... Uh, and the eventual fight scenes, uh, resulting from that the the land chase, it felt very um Netflix Marvel ish.
0: Yeah, your Daredevil, your Iron Fist. Oh, we don't say that, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so then I said maybe because they they spend all their budget on the on the flight chase scene where well, yeah. with well, Sam, chasing after the the helicopter. It, it's very likely that. Like ninety percent of everything was was CG, like yeah. everything from the from just him flying right. That's definitely CG. Then the helicopter itself, certain parts. I don't. There's no practical way to be able to do like helicopter stunts like that.
0: His entire shield and wings are CG. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then and and him knocking against that that giant that freight ship with the with giant pipes. Yeah. Everything is CG all the way until just him and the and the Flag Smasher tangling into the into the water so I think the all the CG budget went to that Yep. and then and so everything else was was very practical and very grounded
0: yeah uh, I, I think so like there were some parts of the the flight sequence where I could kind of see the CG or not the green screen that was being utilized but I I I did really dislike the fact that the whole thing was at night because it made it a bit hard to see. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, But I
0: did, but I did enjoy the flight flight sequence overall, even if it did like kind of like drag out a bit too long. Like they they kind of like use Red Wing to scan the profile of the people inside the helicopter to see like how they could like possibly help in the thing. Yeah, yeah. So there there's a part where he identifies like a former like air force pilot or something like that and that she can fly a helicopter but before that (laughs) i don't know i just found it very hilarious that like he kind of shows up outside her window like uh, and he's flying like quite quite silently right and she looks (laughs) out the window right and she sees the falcon there i mean slash captain america and she's like okay um something's gonna go down (laughs) because if she's air force she's probably like heard of this guy right yeah, yeah. It's like, oh no, something's gonna happen, and then like, and then she, then she puts in like her, her one airport, and then she starts taking instructions from <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually kind of, uh, it, it, kind of reminds me of the of the opening scene in in the first episode. Yeah. Where he's also chasing a helicopter in his suit and, uh. Not a helicopter at first lah, but the, the 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 big cargo plane at first. Then he's also flying next to it, and then like sneaking up to the windshield and and all that. So so this this show has a lot of these like I think callbacks to to earlier episodes, or even more than just referencing previous all the all the MCU movies.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of yeah callbacks to I mean Captain America movies like unsurprisingly, especially yeah. like uh, the first two. So that was the fight sequence right like one so when we were talking about the ground sequence when after Bucky gets distracted for a while then he starts chasing the flex smashers on this motorbike that he steals right yeah. so <laughs> he, he he sees them like set up this barrier and then he charges towards them with the motorcycle and then he kind of just like face plants on, onto one of the flex smashers <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was ha- half expecting him to do like the motorbike flip throw thing from like Age of Ultron that Steve did in Age of Ultron uh, yeah, but he just like <laughs> and, <boom. laughs> he yeah. and, and then he starts like beating yeah. them up, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, he like basically like propels himself and like dive dive bombs the the flex pressure head first,
0: yeah, but he does he doesn't even have like a nice arc he just like goes straight
1: like like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he like if it was like a little bit more, he would like just face planted into the barrier. <laughs> And it doesn't look as bad as like, like it just somehow it doesn't look as bad as but I mean okay, like, I mean it's 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 very practical, like like if you think about it in real life, if you wanna try and like hop off a um one cycle, it's not it's not that easy.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So so this like it's just extra momentum for him to and then he's like he can't he's like basically immortal. It's like he can jump down from a plane at uh, like a hundred hundred something meter height yeah also in the first first episode you know sec- eh? second uh
0: second episode second episode yeah yeah
1: then he he like he can just fall down like that and, and be totally fine, so this is nothing
0: he's like the outsider amongst all the super soldiers i think like sometimes they you kind of forget that he he does have like super soldier properties, and because uh, of yeah. his arm right his arm kind of like takes the attention from everything but but other than that he's just the, the tank claw like in the in the show. He's, he's just there to take punishment,
1: yeah.
0: So he starts fighting the flex measures, and then I think they he kind of gets pulled away by one, and then the other three try to escape, and and in comes who would you know John Walker,
1: yeah, with with his uh DIY cosplay shoe. Yeah, cosplay shoe.
0: I found like the YouTube video he watched to go and make the shoe. <laughs>
1: really, <laughs> you know there are a lot of people like, after the after the episode. I yeah. make, a lot of people are making fun of his like five minute craft shield and whatever, mm-hmm. right? And and you, you kind of forget that. Um it in all probability is like solid steel. Yep. It's just that because you're all dealing with super soldiers, right? Yeah, exactly. They make it exactly. they make it look like plastic, you know? Like only vibranium can hold hold its shape against that kind of force.
0: It's true, like if he, he had thrown it at, at someone like a normal person, right? They would just die, Because la. <laughs> it's solid yeah. steel.
1: Yeah, it, because it's not just tough, right? It's also heavy. Because medium is supposed to be very, very light. It's yeah. like aluminum weight with the with the strength of like nothing else on, on earth. It's like diamond or whatever. But but this is like solid chunk of steel. So And he was doing quite well with it, you know. He was like doing like solid damage with it. Yeah,
0: and... I think someone on Reddit pointed out that like he I- in this battle he kind of like trips over himself just a little bit because like he's probably not used to the weight. Uh. And, and there's a couple of times where he, he throws the shield, right? And then you kind you as the audience can kind of tell like what he expected the shield to do, but then the shield like like lost momentum or he collided into something or like it mm. hits someone and it just dropped on the floor or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and it doesn't bounce the same way as well. Yeah. So you you kind of see that he stops throwing it after the first time he throws it towards Kali. Yeah. Yep. He he just holds it and and uses it as a as a like just a melee weapon.
0: Yeah. And after that he gets kind of surrounded by the flag smashers and then they kind of beat on him for a bit. Yeah. And then he you you find out that he actually attached the his medals of honor like on the back of the shield like where he can see it. Yeah. Like initially I thought he like he melted them down and then like he put them into the shoe.
1: Oh because the, the what the shield looked like in the front, right? Was already teased. Like yep. kinda of, it was already shown in the trailers. So yep. then in the, the post credit scene where they show him making the shoe, then he put them this way. then it's like, Oh, where where do the medals go? Oh, it's actually on the inside for him to look at. It's uh, I think. I think it's kind of like a reminder for himself. That uh, like, oh, what kind of person he is, I guess, or maybe it's a, maybe a reminder of Lamar or something like that.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about this a bit later. But there are quite a lot of like layers to this John Walker character, and uh, I, I personally don't think he deserves the hate he gets. But anyway.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: So he kind of like rouses himself out and like gets up and like starts to beat them here and there. And then uh, I think Kali escapes with one truck and she tries to drive it down this pit of a construction site. Yes. Yeah, and then John catches up and then he has to make this decision about whether to save the truck or to like catch up to Kali like, and get revenge for Lamar. Like. Yeah. What do you think he was going to do at the moment?
1: So I was... I think on the balance of probability, I was like expecting him to go and help. But they show him having this struggle, right? So uh, another thing about this John Walker character is, I'm going to put this in like wrestling terms. Like he has this yep. like constant face and heel turn. Like he keeps flipping fat back and forth. So at the beginning, he was like, in episode one, episode two, when he was first introduced, he's like this, you know, ups, like stand up guy. He's He's like, model soldier, you know, he's he's a, he's a great, great guy, very, I assume, personal, but then, then, as the series went, he, he got this heel turn, where, he started being very twitchy, and, and very emotional, yep, and, and all that, then, then they set him up, to have this, turn again, to, to say, oh, actually, he, he really wants to help, it's just that, he had all these, screw ups, and Due to all these circumstances, that's why he became the way he did. Mm, so, yeah. so I think it's almost like a mini redemption up yep. for him to say like. Oh, he's actually still a decent guy. It's just he he did all these things due to just having a very bad day. Then, uh, I
0: I think Marvel is more, now more than ever trying to add like this uh, humanizing or likable element to all their villains, which we saw in Baron Zemo this season or so.
1: Yeah, it's. I think ever since, I I'm not sure which which one was the first, but maybe even since i Man 2, they they kind of keep trying to give uh, the villains this like like humanity. Just sympathetic villains. Yep. Right. They they they're always like oh they always have the the they have a uh, good intentions. Yep. Or they they come from a place of trying to a- accomplish something that helps people but they are only villains because they go against our protagonists and and then there's always that one thing that makes it not so good
0: yeah
1: yeah so like Zemo is one so he's what why is he doing all this like in civil war because his family and his country was was uh, destroyed Thanks to Ultron, right? Mm, yeah. Then, yeah. Then you've got... You have uh, Eric Killmonger in Black Panther. He's like, yep. oh, he wants to make use of Wakanda's technology and, and resources to help black people over the world. But the way he wants to do it is to, like, arm all of them to to, to do a, like, a global insurrection against white people or something like that. La. So you've got all these like, sympathetic villains. So they've been going this route for the longest time, even panels also is like, he has this, this like very relatable goal in mind, it's like, yeah, you know, there's this resource strain, because it's it's also very um relevant to our, our, our world, it's like, there's this mm-hmm. resource strain, what's the solution to that problem? And you know a lot of people are like, how come if how come don't just double the resources then, yeah. So you know it's like it's it's how they they turn him into a villain la. It's like you give you give them very, a, a very good motivation, but mm. they just make them do it in a not so nice way. Yeah. Harley also, John Walker also, yeah. Yeah.
0: Very unfortunate that the main problem is that most of these villains don't last more than one movie lah.
1: Yeah, that is another thing that I think they are trying to think of. Like they're working on on doing like being able to change that because keeping characters alive always means there is a possibility of doing something else with them. So there's no there's no finality in in these characters, but but if you don't <laughs> but if you don't kill them, there's no. There's no, like, you you don't get that payoff, emotional payoff that that you can get from them, uh, like, ultimately dying and then, like, having that, that, you know, the final, oh, I regret everything I did moment.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's also hard for them to kind of uh, resettle in the world that they have, that
1: they have scarred.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, So it's like, it will not be very acceptable, especially in this TV series where... The public is very much involved in the story that happens yeah, through mm-hmm. like, the media and things like that. But uh, let's just uh, like finish up the rest of the episode. Yeah. Oh. I think uh, John gets knocked down and then Sam has to kind of uh, push the truck up uh, very publicly. So he swoops down and he pushes the truck up and then there's a group of innocent bystanders who are filming it on their phones. <laughs> yeah. And then and what does the guy say?
1: Uh, now that's Black Falcon. Then, <laughs> then the other guy is like, nah, that's Captain America. Captain America, yeah,
0: yeah. Black Black Falcon being like a, a throwback to that scene in episode two or three where everyone hated. I think the kid calls Sam Black Falcon.
1: Yeah, when he went to Maryland to find, yeah. you know, was it when he was home? I think he when he went home to no, no, like Maryland. Maryland, Maryland. He was in Maryland, right? Baltimore, when when he was visiting Isaiah.
0: Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. So that's his uh first public recognition moment as Captain America.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then eventually, Carly he re- re- disappears into like the basement of a building, uh, which is very Netflix-like again, and, <laughs> and yeah, then, yeah. Uh, then she runs into uh Sharon Carter, and uh
1: and then we get the big reveal.
0: Yeah, the big reveal that everyone saw coming.
2: Hey, gonna- Sharon.
1: So it's very weird because everybody predicted it and yeah. then everybody was like, no, that's too obvious. Uh, then they thought, okay, it should be somebody else. I don't think it's her. Like, they it come up with all these reasons. Like, but, but she was fighting all the um assassins, all the bounty hunters that, that yeah. was unleashed by the power broker. And then she was helping them and then she let them go in and then and they killed the scientist that was making the serum for her.
0: Yeah, that was a bit dumb.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make sense.
0: For me, there were two things that cemented my conviction that she was a power broker. So, the first one is that when Sam, Bucky, and Zemo are talking to that X-Men character in Madripoor, right? Like, the woman. Like, trying to get information about the power broker, right? So, a bullet flies in and kills that character. And immediately, everyone in Madripoor gets a text from the power broker offering the bounty. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh, obviously she sent a text, la. Yeah. Then, uh, second was I think at the end of episode four or something, which was the one where they where Walker killed the Flag Smasher. Uh,
1: four, four.
0: Yeah. So, like, by the end of episode four, right, there was no indication of who the power broker was, and from yeah. a storytelling perspective, it's like this late in the game, right? You can't make this character relevant anymore without them being a lame duck, right? So it has to be someone you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. You can't you can't just, just introduce an entirely new person where you have no background you have no idea who it is, unless it's meant to unless right, because this is Marvel. Yep. Unless it is meant to set up future things.
0: Yep. Yeah. Which Sharon Carter does at the end of the at the post credit scene, but yeah.
1: Yeah. So so it kind of implies that the power broker maybe is actually two people. It's not just her. Yeah.
0: I I mean I I also I also believe that uh, like the the fact that she has, she after the port scene she gets into a car and then like she talks to her, like a subordinate right, and then yeah. the fact that uh I mean we are skipping ahead to the post scene here but the fact that yeah. after a hearing uh she found a need to like report on something yeah yeah she need to update someone right
1: yeah so maybe somebody like I said uh maybe it's like power broker is actually two people which is also something that. From what I know, is uh, consistent with the comics.
0: Yeah. So Sharon and Carly meet, and then they have this like argument about, and Sharon tries to convince Carly to come back and work for her again because I think she still wants to have a super soldier listening to her. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then Carly is like like no like we ju- I just want to do my own thing, man. Like I don't really care about like whatever it is you're doing. And uh, Carly has a gun. I don't know where she got a gun. Oh.
1: Oh she got a gun from um Batrock?
0: Oh Batrock, yeah.
1: As they were moving in underground under the smoke cover. Yeah. Also and, set up by him.
0: And then and then Batrock comes in and says, Whoa, it's me, Batrock, and then he says something <laughs> that, and then Sharon shoots him and then Carly shoots Sharon at the same time. I thought that yeah. was quite I thought that was quite hilarious actually. Yeah.
2: It's
1: yeah, it's like one of those like not very satisfying Conclusion to a standoff. Yeah, that you tend to get <laughs> because everything happens very quickly and then it's like very messy. But I guess that's that's how it is, lah.
0: Yeah, Sh- so Sharon is down and then Sam comes in and tries to talk to Carly. and then they eventually have to start fighting. But then Sam like doesn't really want to fight her, so he just like kind of like parkours his way <laughs> away from her <laughs> while she tries to beat him up.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's like, fight me, fight me, fight me. Then, I think they really, they really missed the, the opportunity for him to say, I can do this all day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, I think they, re- they also want him to be his own character, lah. So
1: yeah, yeah. So all he said was no.
2: No.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, they try to, like, have a conversation about what Koji is trying to achieve. And it kind of gets interrupted by Sharon just shooting her. Ah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: And and she just dies. Like, I did not expect her to die there.
2: <sighs>
1: I think... I, I mean, in terms of the character, you kind of, like, have run out of things for her to do. Yep. Because they, they, they very much set up her character to be a... Martyr? Yeah, yeah. He, she, like... Even her, her motivation is it kind of evolved into the desire for martyrdom. Like, oh, if I die, you know, it's fine because uh, the movement will continue. It's the it's the logical conclusion, I guess.
0: Yeah. So Sam brings her body and like flies back down to uh, the middle of the street where all the the <laughs> police vans and the th- the news vans are and the politicians are all there. Yeah. And then he has this very public rant, I would say <laughs> <laughs> about about the motivations of GRC, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's 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 kind of like this like super heavy handed message. Yeah, it's this like really long kind of long monologue about about, you know, being being decent people. <laughs> if you really like just distill it down, it's like be nice. I, I
0: agree that it is quite heavy handed, right? But yeah. I do think that you have to bear in mind that probably like a quarter of the people watching are part of the flex measure movement, <laughs> so it's like yeah. it, it, like this message is gonna, like, you know, get a lot of like like sympathy from them, and they they are they're gonna feel much more satisfied that they are they will and they are. Demands, dem- I'm not really demands. Uh, L- like, like, there's somebody mess- speaking up for them, la. Yeah, there's someone speaking up for speaking up for them, and it is also Captain America, who is also now a black guy. Yeah. After the last Captain America decapitated someone in the middle of Europe.
1: <laughs> <though>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's like there's a bit more credibility for them because it's also another it's like another person who is uh marginalized in society.
0: Yeah, he, Sam says like I'm the black man wearing the stars and stripes. Yeah, I think for the black community, uh, that's a message that is a lot more impactful because they to this day like I think a hundred several hundred years after their the legacy of of slavery, you know, it still hangs over their head. And honestly, I don't know how they think, but I think uh Sam being Captain America is certainly a game changer in that universe and also.
1: Uh, slightly a bit in hours. I think partly also is that you have to under- we have to understand that they are not a monolith. So there are people who who thinks like him, and there are people who thinks like Isaiah and his sister. Yep, correct. Uh, when she was talking to Kali in uh, episode four, or so I think. Yep. And like how, like, why should I care about a country that doesn't care about me? You know, the yep. kind of thing. Yeah, then, meanwhile, like, Sam's philosophy is, like, you know, this is still their country, and and they should also be willing to fight for it.
0: Yeah, and it's definitely a message to think about, yeah, and so, this message gets broadcast out in television, and, like, everyone around the world is watching it, for for some reason, (laughs) yeah, but, and then, after the whole thing... He, he looks at Bucky and John, and then they're both like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, hey, hey what's up, Captain America?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: John's okay with that. Eh? Like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah I think he, he kind of accepted that Sam is probably the better person suited. Maybe after the speech, then he's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, so in the aftermath, John more or less accepts that he doesn't need to be like Captain America. Yeah. He, he throws his shield down to like rescue the people on the truck. And everything is like, uh Then he gets a new outfit, right? The U.S. agent outfit. Yeah, it's, it's like yes, which is I'm...
1: also very also very comic. It's quite accurate. It's like yeah. exactly the design of one of the one of the covers. Yeah, one of the runs, la. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and then like he, Madame Hydra. I'll just to call her Madame Hydra. I can't remember her name. Like, he <laughs> Con-
1: he did... Contessa Val- Valentina, the De Fontaine. Della, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think De defontaine, yeah, I think I think that's that's the name.
0: Yeah, but but he's he's happy to have a job. He's like I'm employed again, like and then oh, his yeah, wife yeah. is happy, everyone's happy. Yeah, I'm gonna go commit murder.
1: <laughs> State sanctioned murder. Ding. 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 But yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that this is also the arc that everybody expected because it was in the comics.
2: Yep, yep.
0: Uh yeah. So then after that Bucky goes goes back to talk to uh, Yori Nakajima. It's a hard conversation, but there's no time in the TV show. So yeah, I think it happens over the span of one minute.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, basically what Sam recommended, which is to, to give those people that he wronged uh, some closure, instead of just saying sorry.
0: Yeah. The way that Bucky worded his confession was, I think it was quite well written. Mm. So he says, your son was killed by the Winter Soldier and that was me. So he still manages to successfully uh, dissociate himself from the old Winter Soldier identity while taking responsibility for the murder.
1: Yeah, so after that, then uh, Yori asks, like, why? And he said, I didn't have a choice. Yeah. So he also is starting to accept that even though his hand did it, he wasn't in control of it, too. You know, he he was, he was also like a victim of Hydra.
0: Yeah, yeah. So then, uh, he leaves the apartment, and they they don't really show you uh, what happens next. And it also doesn't really matter. Like I think, and yeah. what matters is that the old man uh, got to know what happened to the son. Yeah,
1: uh, and 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 both of them can move on. Yeah.
0: So then, Bucky goes to. Sam's house, uh, down in the south, and they have like this old uh, Star Wars-esque He's, cool,
1: ass. he's cool, cool Uncle Bucky
0: Yeah, cool Uncle Bucky. Does he take off his glove or something? Like, he just shows the metal arm uh?
1: yeah, yeah, everybody knows he has a metal arm and Then there's this short little clip where he, he, was, he held his arm up and then all the kids are hanging off from it <laughs> he's I wonder, just holding there.
0: I wonder, like, they they to, like, put, like, boxes under the kids' legs or something like that to do that <laughs> stunt because they make sure that they don't dislocate Sebastian Stan's arm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was held up by a wire or, or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, I, imagine having to, like, plan that, plan that scene.
1: Yeah. So so he became, like, cool Uncle Bucky. Then it's just, like, oh, so he's, like, he has a community now. It's, yeah. It's like, closing his, his narrative that was just set up from the first episode where, you know, he's, self-isolating he he's like closed off on society he barely has any friends to finally having like being part of a a community
0: yeah 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 it's true then i think then he and sam just have like one silent moment when they look off into the sunset and that's the end of the episode
1: i was wondering what they were looking at then okay i guess it's just nothing i thought it was like Wilson family boat or something like that but yeah. no it's just it's just a generic look think the sunset thing
0: they saw a robot body unnamed Zola in the distance <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah okay yeah so that, that was the episode like shall we talk about like the series as a whole
1: so I think I think as a whole right it was I think it's quite tight you don't you don't have a lot of uh, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of wasted time yep so I want to rewatch the first five episodes before the final episode. And hmm. yeah, like everything is very tight. It's almost like a six hour long movie. So so you don't get a lot of like wasted time. Like like the I think they, they sort of learned from the mistakes of the Netflix Marvel series. Yep. Where where because you know, maybe they were all contracted for for a certain number of episodes yep. and, and they had to fill out the time. Yep. But they didn't have enough story for it. So they had to do a lot of like Pointless things that de- didn't go anywhere. So yeah. so this this was very tight. Yeah,
0: I would say like the a lot of the Netflix shows, right? Like if you like whether it's like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, not not so much Jessica Jones, but Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist in particular. Yeah, you can you can very clearly see that the season is like split into two. Like there will mm. always be this mid boss plot that goes nowhere, and it ends at episode seven, and then they have to resolve <laughs> the actual conflict by episode thirteen. So, yeah. yeah, if you cut it in half, then, yeah, you end up with, like, six, seven episodes, lah. Like.
1: Yeah. And, in fact, from what is uh, floating around on the internet is that they had to cut out a, a entire subplot involving the fact measures because it was something to do with a pandemic and, you know, COVID happened. So, they had to take it out. Things like, um, like the Mama... Mama, Mama Donya, is it? Yeah, so... So the actress who played Mamadona, is this like quite prestigious, like famous actress. Oh. Yeah, and like apparently like she's like some pretty big name and all she did was lie there and die. Yeah, wow. Well, okay. So I think I think there was this theory that, that the role was supposed to be like a lot more meaty and like it, it revolved around this pandemic storyline. Yeah, because in the first episode when they were stopping the, in the second episode in the truck chase sequence. Yep. And then Bucky opened up the trunks like, oh, it's you all got vaccines. all these vaccines. Yeah, so that kind of like hinted at what that was leading towards, but it was all cut out. So they they cut it out not
0: because like it showed an actual pandemic happening, but because because it was in that subplot the GRC was the one that was like that started the pandemic, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think one of the theories is that I, I don't know if it is true, but like one of the one of the theories is that um g r c does this band like g r c made pandemic that was trying to basically call the refugee population to to like lessen their problem of like we like we re, um reintegrating or or reloc- yeah repatriating or relocating all these people no need to do all this if they all did. yeah know? I mean, Like very very insidious something very insidious yeah
0: it's not unimaginable
1: but this is like like, Winter Soldier, that level of, like, like evil. Like, oh, you're just culling the population to, to yeah. make things easier. It's, it's almost Thanos-like.
2: Yeah.
0: Although it wouldn't really make sense, because
1: at the end of episode 5 or at the start of episode
0: 6, like, the, you can see the GRC members, they're kind of, like, arguing amongst themselves also.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, some countries it, are like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, like, just repatriate them. And it's like, uh, it's like, then some world leaders are like, uh, actually, no, you can't really just do that. Like, it's not that simple.
1: Yeah, so by the end of it, like the members on the council, other than the US representative, right, none of them seem really like outright evil. Yep. That would be consistent with that kind of decision. Yep. It might have been a reshoot, or maybe there there was somebody else that was supposed to be the big 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 bad. Yeah.
0: I want to say something about the the generic American senator that keeps appearing in this show. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like, this guy is multi-hatting, man. He has, like, so many jobs. Like, he is... <laughs> firstly, he's like, the US representative to the GRC, right? Yeah. And then secondly, he gets to announce John Walker as Captain America. Yeah, yeah so, so he's probably still, like, um, in the military PR department or something like that, right? Then, yeah. thirdly, he's on the disciplinary board that dismisses John Walker and also brings back Peggy Carter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like... It, 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 it. I mean, it's not uncommon for for these politicians to hold all these positions, but yeah, it's yeah. just convenient that he's in all of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I I feel like I've seen him. I I saw his face more than I saw like, um, uh, Lamar or something like that.
1: Yeah. So so as in terms of the series, right? The themes, the the general themes of the of the series. I think if we really really like compress it down, it's Kind of three things. Yep. Which is uh race relations in America specifically with the black community. Yep. And then then there's the 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 treatment of um mass refugee uh, and and like mass migration and and the the treatment of uh military veterans in America specifically. La. So so generally speaking it's is around these three things. And I feel like the veterans thing is maybe the third priority. I mean, it's like this tree, like the tree I listed is in that order of priority, I think. So you've got each main character sort of representing each one. So Kali is representing the the refugee and mass migration, you know, all the people who are being ignored. Then uh, Bucky and John Walker are more towards the third one. But Bucky is more about the PTSD resulting from service, whereas John Walker is, is more like what happens when they do something wrong, yep, and how quickly they get chucked away once once they like make a mistake. Yeah. So Sam Sam has to deal with
0: being black. Yeah.
1: Being black. Yes. This is like that's his like number one struggle in in the whole series. Yeah, so so he explores it in terms of the inability to get credit,
0: get, getting questioned by the police.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. So that was that was another scene that was kind of like, eh, okay, yeah. I see what you did there. But yeah, it's it's true la. I mean, it's it, it kind of happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, around the time of the Black Lives Matter thing, I I on Twitter, I think I saw like posts about like local. Black like millionaires or like TV celebs in like California that like, that have been like pulled over and questioned by the police and asked for their ID also, and they're like what the f-? and and it, this is California by the way, yeah. So yeah. I can I cannot imagine like in a different state it would be much worse.
1: Yeah. So so they they constantly have to live. They they have to go about their lives with this uh heightened sense of awareness. Yeah. Like to stay out of not even trouble, just just to stay out the of way of certain people so that they don't get into trouble.
2: Hmm.
0: So who is your favorite character in this whole series?
1: <sighs> favorite character? Yeah. Uh I don't know about favorite character, but if you talk about the best performances, I think for me it's between Sebastian Stan and White Russell. For sure, for sure. I think both of them Especially White Russell actually. He, he he actually has all these like little things that he puts into the character to really show the instability that's like hiding inside him. So if you notice, like, as the series progressed, right, especially after he, he took the the serum, he started adding all these little ticks and twitches. Hmm. Yeah. So if you notice, uh, after he killed the flag smasher, yeah, when there's this panning shot of him with the the, the bloody shield. Issue, yep. You can see his hand twitching. In, even in the last scene where he, he came out in the US agent costume, yep. when Madame Hydra was walking away and then he was like, thank you, thank you, all, I'm back, I'm back. And then you, you can still see him like, adding all these like, head twitches.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, okay,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's like these little things that kind of indicates to you that oh, he's, he's not all that stable inside. He's like, there's always something lurking. You can feel like... It feels like you can expect him to... To have a heel turn again. Yep. It's like anytime he can just do something incredibly outrageous... And horrifying... Like like the like killing the Flag Smasher. As long as something triggers him enough.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's left very ambiguous about like... What kind of decisions he'll make in the future. Like because yeah. his... His character gets a, I mean after his redemption in the 6th episode... He kind of gets a blank slate.
1: Yeah. But you can feel that because of of uh this this association with uh, this man of Hydra, and it very heavily shows that you know this is all very gray and and not not very overbought yep yeah, so he's he's a very he's sort of like the gray Captain America which is very consistent in the comics now, so he has, he's like he's very morally gray and he's very flexible in terms of like as long as it gets the job done.
0: Yeah, I'll be the first to say that I think inherently John Walker is a a good guy, but I would say he is like a an average good guy, like like you and me good guy. Yeah, yeah, level kind of good yeah, guy. Yeah. So it's like if you put like any average person in a war zone in Afghanistan, and then like you let them survive, and then like you send them back into society, and then you give them like this title of like Captain America, right? Like this is exactly how like the average guy would like turn out.
1: Yeah, yeah. In terms of like. Decision making and and just the how how he plans his actions and and how he thinks. Yeah, it's all very heavily based on his military background. Yeah, even though Steve Rogers was, was technically in the military, right? he I guess it was a different time. And even for Sam Wilson, yeah, he was in the military, but he was also a a counselor, and you know he wasn't just a a grunt.
0: Do you notice that? And and this happens uh, throughout the Marvel movies also but uh, when Bucky comes to enter the GRC slash event building right he goes through the guard barricade and then they acknowledge him as Sergeant Barnes and oh. yeah and then uh, throughout the MCU movies like Steve Rogers is referred to as Captain Rogers Like like yeah. the military rank is still relevant to them at that point
1: yeah because the whole Sergeant Barnes thing happened a few times like I think he was also called Sergeant Barnes in Wakanda. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. In yeah. the, in, I think it was the post credit scene from. Uh, which was the post credit scene that had that showed him in the Wakandan village where they the kids called him White Wolf. Was it Black Panther itself?
0: Yeah, I think it was Black Panther itself because right before Infinity yeah, yeah. War.
1: Yeah, so so I think somebody else called him Sergeant Buns also. Okay. I mean, of course, in the original Captain America movie because that's his actual rank. Like he, was, yeah. he was actually in the military, his sergeant. So, yeah, for some reason, it's a very uh, American thing where your military service is, is something that's very prominent in the personal profile. Because if you notice in, the, in, in that trial of, of John Walker, right, yeah. where they were talking about what he's, what, what he's losing, right, he said he cannot use his rank anymore meaning he cannot refer to himself as a captain anymore hmm. like it's something that is significant enough for them to mention and specify that you can no longer do this oh right whereas over here if let's say a regular in the army decides to come out of of service and go back to civilian life hack, nobody is gonna call that person captains whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> because i guess we have a different culture like nobody really refers to anybody by their rank only by like if it's, if it's a superior officer it says sir uh, right. but yep. you don't really call somebody hey sergeant maybe sometimes yeah. but you don't you don't like, hey uh, captain come here or like lieutenant go and do this you know maybe among senior officers they even they even refer to each other by name maybe only, maybe only juniors call, calling superiors sir but yep. nobody says corporal go and do this you mm. know it's your call name you know. Yeah But whereas in I think America it, There's this very Heavy emphasis On rank and, and military service Where they really respect A person's rank
0: Yeah I think it shows a bit Also when they Call their ex-president Just president something So yeah, it, yeah. It, It's normal for the media To just call Even now Just refer to President George Bush Or President Obama Yeah yeah, which which is very strange to me. Yeah, but yeah, it's confusing. <laughs> Trump will forever be President Trump.
1: Yeah, so you also kind of like acts as an indicator of your leaning. Yeah. So like left-leaning publications, right, might just say Donald Trump. Uh, that's true. But but right-leaning, right, and then might just say Barack Obama instead of President Obama. Like the the sitting president, they'll always say President.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but the ex presidents, right? Some some of them. Can get like a, a bit flexible ones. And...
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, my favorite character is, is like a toss up between like Lama and Sam, like Lama. Uh, unfortunately, he had to go.
1: <laughs> like uh, he's he's very yeah. much uh like he got fished basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Disposable <laughs> character. The, and the reason I like these two characters is because they're basically the only normal people in a super powered world. Okay. <laughs> What was Lamar yeah. even doing, like, trying to hunt down the GRC? Like, the Americans sent two normal dudes to hunt down eight super soldiers at that time. Uh, yeah. like, what, what were they thinking, man? But I think, like, there's nothing disagreeable that Lamar said. I think he's just happy to be there, man. He's alive, and he's just happy to be he's,
1: there. Uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty much the... He's, he's John Walker's moral compass. Yeah, he, he's, he's there to basically tell, tell John, like, Whenever John tries to do something stupid or something crazy, he's there yeah. to pull him back. It's like, hey, think about it. I was like, you know, he, he was the first person to really explain, who tried to explain to John Walker why, why people are loyal to the Flag Smasher's cause. Yeah.
0: And I think one other thing that he did was like, he framed taking the the super soldier serum to be a good thing. Especially if you like Steve Rogers, you really have the heart to like go and help people, then yeah, like, it's an absolute good thing for you to go and yeah. become a, the ubermensch and use your abilities to help people. La. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think for him, because it's also influenced by the way he views John Walker. Like in his mind, John is a, I won't say perfect, but it's like, it's a really good, good person deep yep. down and he has good intentions. And But I don't think he would have thought that because it amplifies the person, so the the part that got amplified was his uh his unhingedness, emotional. In, yeah, just his his instability, emotionally. Yeah, due to whatever reason. Yeah.
0: So Sam, I think he goes through a few like ordinary men problems, like like Hawkeye problems. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like men can't get alone. Like men get stopped by the police, and then like. Man has to negotiate with terrorists, and and he he can he could have died at any time, right? Like because he he's not powerful, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like um, it takes balls to show up in the situations where he shows up in. Like he has to have all these very very difficult conversations, especially the first conversation with like Isaiah. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite scene in the the whole series. I mean I mean there's a lot of like contrast, like the new and old, and also Sam's philosophy versus Isaiah's philosophy. And and things like that, and like it, and because he's a free agent, right? As he stated, he doesn't need to go and do all this, you know. Like yeah. He doesn't need to go and like deal with the flag smashers or anything. It's just that like someone asks him, "Hey, you want to do, you want to settle this thing?" And then he's like, "Yeah, okay." Like he's not like he's retired from the military already, right? I think by Winter Soldier he was already retired. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh, okay, yeah, and then he has to like you know have this. Conversation with himself about like what is Captain America, what is Steve Rogers' legacy, and then he is like, Okay, all right, I'll do it.
1: Mm-mm. Like, he he went to Isaiah to, well, I think maybe his original intention was to get there to get some kind of approval from him. Yep. But in the end, he, he got the opposite of what he wanted, right? But it's it still kind of helped him to be determined to, to take up the Captain America Mentor
0: yeah I think at the start of the series, there was no real push for him to do so,
1: yeah it kind of starts that way, right so it's like because he thinks he's he can't do it, he thinks it's not he's not um it's not his his thing to bear so he he gave the shield to the museum but um then then if like as the series builds up, he gets all this input right? and then all these experiences build up to him changing his mind last and and finding out that no actually he he can do it, and he should.
0: Yeah. it's very funny that, well, I think one of the journalists asked him who made you Captain America and it's like the US <laughs> oh, government yeah. does not does not own the intellectual property rights the word, term and costume of Captain America
1: well some might argue they do because it was created by them the original Captain America and technically both previous Captain Americas were created by the government and, it's like and, a statute of
0: limitations uh, to it's, like it's like more <laughs> than 70 years since World War 2 right Think can lah, can lah. Yeah.
1: So no. So that that part right, is, at this like very very f- nice moment where is it? What American Falcon? Is it Captain Falcon? Falcon. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh. Yeah. Did it? <laughs> is that intentional? Did they like throw in the reference? It's very very little. Like very nice little. I I don't know intentional or not. easter egg.
0: Yeah. But I thought that was funny because like I think in real life. Even if you had like this ambiguously named superhero or something, right? People are gonna get his name wrong. Like six years after he's done the press conference and re- done the press release, right? People are still gonna get his name wrong. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what I'm wondering is, are they gonna just keep calling Bucky the Winter Soldier when it very clearly shows that he is putting that behind him? Because at the end card, right? At the end of the at the end of the show, they changed the show title, like, just to show you that okay, it has now become Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. But it seems unfair because Bucky has also is he sort of also moved on, but yep. he he doesn't officially have a different superhero name yet. So some people are thinking he will actually adopt the White Wolf thing, but but I don't know. Like, who, who, nobody knows.
0: I mean, this is a branding problem, like a rebranding problem. He yeah. needs a, a like a new outfit, themed outfit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens then in the future. Because I think they also con- they just confirmed the the head writer of this show is going to be also writing Captain America four. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it makes sense that they definitely have to do a standalone movie after this. Yeah, but okay. Uh, let's talk a bit about some of the bad guys mm like Kali like what do you th- what do you think about Kali? <sighs> I think
1: she suffers from the the same villain problem that I was talking about earlier where where all these villains these marvel villains always have these very good intentions and and like positive ideals that somehow along the way gets polluted somehow gets infected by some weird. Uh, idea and and then they have to change. They they suddenly come up with all these like almost inconsistent methods of fulfilling their objectives. Yeah, like Carly seems to be very upright, right? Like she will just fight to help her people, and and that's all she does, right? It's all yeah. she takes a very defensive stance. Then one day suddenly you know she decides to bomb a GRC facility. Then mm. it's like, where do you come from? Like so, it might be due to the pandemic supply being cut out so yep. maybe all the the evolution of her of of how she acts came from there and got cut out so it, it feels very jarring
0: yeah it's, it's true I attribute that a bit to the fact that she's probably what eighteen nineteen, in the thing in the story so mm. when you put someone of that age uh, uh, who is like very traumatized uh, in charge of this kind of global movement right the level of responsibility will kind of uh I, w- I would say almost break them, and it's not very easy <laughs> to get someone to make very consistent good decisions to lead the movement. Uh. yeah, that's how I feel. Like if if you put like any I don't know r- radicalized person on the internet in charge of the flex measure movement, right? It's like you they will end up making the same kind of mistakes. Mm. Main part of it, it is also that. They want her to look like the every man, like the every refugee. <laughs> so she doesn't have a distinct look. She just looks like a normal person.
1: Yeah, so I think I think her character suffers from due to this uh, cutting of the subplot, but Yeah. And the way she dies was wasn't done very well. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I
0: think. It's Marvel Netflix level of death. It's just bang and then, oh.
1: Yeah, and then it's it's so abrupt. Like she gets shot. She's She's still like fight me, fight me, fight me. Then, then she gets shot, and then all she has is like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and then, and then it, She dies. Doesn't feel very satisfying, Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have that payoff. Probably deserves. Yeah, like,
0: I, I, I thought that maybe they could have, like, dragged out her death to the point where she appears on TV and says something and then dies. Mm. Yeah, but uh, they didn't do that. I think like for. I mean, also not to take away the focus from Sam as Captain America. Mm,
1: I think they saved the big media moment for him. And and if you gave one to her as well, it, it dilutes his instead.
0: Yeah. So, one thing I found interesting was the use of media and TV in this uh, series. Like, a lot of the uh, information is shared very quickly through TV broadcasts, right? So it made me kind of think about, like, if there's some sort of captain america like character in like the real world right like what would be the typical social media reaction to this kind of thing
1: <laughs> i think it would be quite similar i think anything nowadays would be very polarizing like anything that blows up right? if you see what the internet is right now anything can be extremely polarizing because People are really quick to decide which side they stand on and and then, you know, decide to drive themselves into this imaginary war between two sides.
0: Yeah, I, I can imagine it already, you know, it's like maybe someone like you or me would say like, Oh, it's it's nice that a black person can finally be Captain America and then someone will attack us and say, Who said black people want to be Captain America? you know, it's like do you know the yeah, legacy yeah. and like all this? He's like do, yeah. you, like, do you know how wrong it is and stuff like that. Then yeah. then someone will come in and say, do you actually ask, do you actually have black friends? <laughs> you know, that kind of yeah. <laughs> And just like explodes from there.
1: Yeah, so that's represented by Isaiah, right? Yeah. Before before he became then. Then there are also like straight up racists who, who say Captain America shouldn't be black, you know. Yeah. Like there will be people opposing the same thing for different reasons. Yep. And that's just how it is now.
0: Yeah. I think Sam calls it out, right? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, he does. So so for any given thing, the people for anything will always be the minority. Because even though, if this was like an election, right, maybe they would still win. But you yep. find out that everybody who opposes it, opposes it for different reasons. Even though they, all together, they are the majority.
0: It's a change of the status quo, right? Yeah, like we have to get used to this new reality. So, like, yeah, it's very natural that the people who support I will be in the minority.
1: Yeah,
0: I think like one other thing was like how a lot of people at the end of Endgame they were kind of complaining that, hey, how come Bucky didn't become Captain America? You know, like he was there for Steve since the entire time. Oh. Yeah. To which I would say like, do you want the man who used to be known as the Winter Soldier? Who has assassinated like, you know, people from all around the world, including Americans, to be the new Captain America. It's like, no, 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 no one wants to deal with that PR disaster. <laughs> you know.
1: Well, and it also kind of answered that question in that, that little conversation they had while they were throwing the shield around. Mm. Actually, post the endgame battle, between then and, and the point where they were sending Steve back to send back the stones. Yep, they already had a conversation between the two of them, and they agreed that they should pass it on to Sam. Yeah, which is why in the in Endgame, uh, both of them were walking past the machine to to see old cat Right, Bucky is like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because it was already agreed between the two of them.
0: Even before that, like I think he says to Steve, like I'm gonna miss you, man. Like he's like, what what what? He's gonna be gone for like five minutes. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it kind of like makes it more obvious. It's more explicit in that they had this conversation and they agreed to give it to Sam. Yeah. That's why this happened. Because I think some people were kind of confused. Like you said, like, why why didn't he go to Bucky? Even though he's a closer friend of Steve's and, and all that. And yeah, this kind of like just to address that and to close off that, that question.
0: Yeah. So, but. I'm just interested to see what they do with the character of Sam Wilson from now on. Is he going to be the leader of the Avengers?
1: Yeah, honestly, we haven't even... Because the movies are not out yet, right? So, there's no real... I mean, there are some theories, but you barely know who the new Avengers team will be.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Maybe at most, you still have some people who, who stuck around after Endgame. But you you don't know if they will be part of the regular team up, because even though like by end game you got like a million characters right, yep. but the story still revolved around the core six Avengers, yep. like the founding members, so you don't have an indication of what that team is yet, because if you're only guessing by who is left, you have Black Panther, yep. Doctor Strange, Spider Man. Thor is still around but he's hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy and so it's like it would be quite interesting to see where everything moves because there's no there's no Avengers 5 yet they -hmm. haven't even said anything about it it's only individual movies and some of them are origin stories like Shang-Chi yeah
0: so I think they're keeping a lot of things open at the moment Mm. also pushing out all the young Avengers stuff
1: yeah, so because of all these new characters, yeah, people are also expecting Young Avengers to be set up, but I'm not sure if it will be a movie though. Yeah. It might just be a Disney Plus series.
0: Is Sam Wilson as Captain America right the first time that big Hollywood where a comic book hero has had a proper successor?
2: Hmm.
0: And because we've gotten like like reboot upon reboot of you know say. Spider-Man, and it's it's always Peter Parker. And then, like, uh, all the Robins, I mean, not that many of them, all the on-screen Robins have been, like, a Dick Grayson.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, unless you count Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I mean,
0: like, mainstream Hollywood hated that movie, like, even though it was the best Spider-Man movie.
1: No, no, Into the Spider-Verse was very good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah it was good, like, like, the nerds loved it, right, but then the, like, the non- Everything outside of like Rotten Tomatoes, right? It just didn't get any like marketing push, marketing push or oh, anything. Yeah,
1: but it was quite a uh, well well received all around, and it kind of had a handover moment because in that movie, because of, because of these multiple universes, right? So the the universe where Miles Morales was, Peter Parker in that universe
0: dies. Yeah, so then yeah, he, then so he, he took over. over.
1: I think it's the only one I can think of. Because, yeah, every everything else were reboots or, or recasts.
0: Yeah, then uh, you're going to get the Gen 1-er equivalent of like, the MCU where it's like, oh, I prefer when Steve Rogers was Captain America. Oh.
1: <sighs> I mean, you, you have that with the re- all the reboots already. Right? Like, oh, Tobey Maguire is, is my Spider-Man, you know.
0: Oh, but he might be coming back. But yeah, that's a... Uh... Discussion for another day
1: Yeah so actually This show has I mean uh, Because I actually Went to Take notes right There are a few things That really Stood out for me Uh, Like You know that That fight in the In the fifth episode At the beginning Where the, uh, It was just the three of them yep. like Sam and Bucky Fighting John Wander In Wonder, the warehouse, uh, warehouse. Yeah. Because I, it's been a while Since I last watched The Civil War Yep So I can't I can't really remember How the fight Between uh, Iron Man And Steve and Bucky went, but this fight, right? F- the choreography felt a bit like wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> right. So John Walker will like somehow get somebody down for a while. So yeah. So there's one part where Sam is incapacitated. Then then he was fighting Bucky. Then then at some point he 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 threw Bucky to this like electric thing, and then he he got his arm like spasming right. Yep. Then while he's down there, then he's engaged with Sam again, and he tore yep. off the wings. Then oh, then they got up together, and then and then they they, they pride the the shoe and broke his arm, and then it's like that at the end. There's this like finisher move. Yeah. <laughs> It kinda of, you know what it reminded you know, me of Dali Boys 3D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It's like he brings Walker there, then like Sam just he, he, like, he, he, he lifts him contract. up
1: and then and uh, then it's like then, then 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 there's a, the mid-air collision. It like it looks <laughs> like a wrestling move there. Yeah.
0: When Sam enters the building with Batroc inside, right? <clears throat> and then like he fights Batroc, and the moment right before he leaves, right, he turns on the jet and then he does the hypercharging stuff from Marvel vs Capcom.
1: Oh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So there's so all these like very fun like moves that, that it's like, oh and I wonder where they got their, their um inspiration from. And then another thing is is uh if you notice the MagriPor scene, right? Yep. When that character died and, and all the bounty hunters got messages yep. for the bounty of the killer, right? It was very, very John Wick. <laughs> and mm. I found out why, which is the writer of that of like two episodes right episode three and four basically the writer of john wick <laughs> yeah yeah okay no wonder it's so because it's a lot more like bloody it's like it's not very marvel at all like yep. it's more visceral and and darker and you've got all this there's there's a stylistic thing about it where it just doesn't feel very marvel at all even though marvel is known for having all these different types of styles but this is new
0: I think yeah. that the camera whips around a lot more, and then um, you know that scene about like once before the knives, and like, like, <laughs> like like Bucky does this like uh, knife tour, and then he just like sticks it beside the flex man he just had to send a statement, and then, yeah, that's not very Marvel. It's yeah, it was quite John Wickish.
1: Yeah, even like the decision to show the bloody shield, because I think everybody kind of pointed out that this is the first time in the MCU where you had visible blood
0: yeah I think so,
1: other than just little little like makeup you know on the faces of of the heroes where you know oh you got all these wounds or things like, but you don't actually see dripping blood,
0: yeah yeah yeah, it's quite fun stuff,
1: and yeah la, there were all this like symbolism going on you know with the with with the bloody shield and Sam wiping the shield the first chance he got, you know, mm. it, it's like him still cherishing the symbolism of it yeah things like that
0: uh. that's uh, hilarious because Sam's gotten into this whole thing just because he decided to like jog in a certain spot in DC <laughs> and then like, he ran to Steve Rogers and it's like oh yeah. shit and like oh winter soldier bro. but then yeah civil war like civil war is uh, is another like big thing uh. imagine like you have to go and commit treason
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah actually that might be the reason why he left the military because he, he became a fugitive <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> I went on the raft. A lot of people forget that like it was it, it was him who decided to like tell Tony where where Steve and Bucky were. Like he had the he was trusted with the information, uh, and like I think he also kind of like rightfully managed to discern that like it would be a good idea to let Tony like accompany Sam and Bucky to the Siberia mission, which went south for different reasons, but yeah. I think it was a good call overall, yeah.
1: There's another, so there are also some callbacks when to actually Bucky's first scene with the therapist. Mm. So this this is uh, this links to actually my favorite scene, which is the flashback to Wakanda when Ayo when, uh, was testing, like giving, giving Bucky the final test to show that the command was no longer work, worked on him. Yep. And at the end, she says, you're free, right? And actually, in the in the first episode with the therapist, she mentioned... So, there are two things of note where she said, you're going to have to open up and understand that some people really do want to help you and that they can be trusted. Yep. So, that kind of foreshadows him opening up to Sam uh, in that, that shield-throwing scene. Then, And then she also says, you're free. But he responds with, free to do what? <laughs> right. So, yeah. in retrospect, it's actually... He's hearing it again, but not in the same context anymore. Because, like when he first gets the programming removed, it's more hopeful and and like it's more like a sense of relief. But yep. this time, when somebody tells him that that he's free, um, it, be, it becomes a sort of a burden. Like, like he he has to live his life for some other people instead of for himself.
0: Yeah. So I think for the first time in a long time like He has no mission I think like, when he first gets his vibranium Arm before the battle For Wakanda right like, He looks yeah. at T'Challa and, and says like oh what's the mission But like mm-hmm. now that He's done with like the Flag Smashers and Helping Sam and everything right like he's not Under no obligation to like Protect anyone like he's not Like Doctor Strange or Spider-Man or Black Panther where they have a duty To a, a certain group of people right He's mm. literally free to do anything now.
1: Yeah, so it'll be also interesting to see where he goes from here.
0: Maybe he'll go to the moon and join Steve.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people were also hoping to see Chris Evans. Yeah, but that's like not going to happen. Even though I mean there was this rumor, but I I doubt it'll really happen because it's gonna cost a bomb to get him back.
0: <laughs> yeah. How crazy would it have been if, like, they had like actually like put him on the moon for some reason, and as <laughs> a gag? Yeah. They
1: have to link it to something else. Like, I think because like the whole moon thing, like right, some people were theorizing that he's on the Nick Fury's uh sort 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 uh space station.
0: Yeah, space station. But... but
1: what what will he be doing there? Right? There has to be a reason for him to be there. No,
0: like and, he's and so old. Captain already. America
1: is not. Yeah, and and also Captain America is usually not very. I mean, at least in comics, from what I understand, is that Captain America isn't one of the characters that is usually involved. Like, you would think of when you start going to the cosmic stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Imagine, like, he suddenly remembers that, how I told him, oh, we met the Red Scout. We, like, he what?
1: <laughs> no, so, yeah, so, I mean, that happened after Endgame because they were yeah. like... Oh, when he went to Vormir to return the Soul Stone, he would have met the Red Skull, right? Like,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. you have resolved. Really. Oh,
1: shit, what happened? So what, what happened there? Like, do they, like, does Red Skull even remember him? I mean, he should know who he is, but is it in the same context, you know, that kind of thing?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, do you have anything else to
1: add? Uh, I think there's one thing that didn't seem to pay off. Okay. Which was when he was, when they were in the bar in Medipor, and everybody was taking a video of Bucky fighting as the Winter Soldier. Yep. Nothing happened after that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there was no like, oh, is the Winter Soldier back. You know, he's like he's in in New York. Who's he gonna kill? Yeah, Max?
1: yeah, because like, oh, it's, it will break his uh you no know, second rule with the with the therapist, right? Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Then you know, if if he did something like this, it 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 would have violated his terms of his pardon and things like that. But nothing. Nothing happened. To be
0: fair, Madripoor, especially the is it Lower Town?
1: Yeah, yeah, Low Town.
0: Like Low Town is like uh it's a very like iffy sort of place. So like I don't think like yeah, yeah, people yeah. there are very excited to post on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It's like Singapore boat key, right? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I
1: mean if if the part that's supposed to be more like Singapore is probably High Town. Yeah. But, but maybe maybe Low Town is maybe like I don't know, Kielang or something. Uh, I
0: did feel that they kept the buildings, like, quite low. I mean, low. But, like, it reminded me a bit of the shop houses that we see here.
1: Yeah, I think I think they just did a generic Southeast Asian slum slash, like, shady place kind of aesthetic.
0: Yeah, okay. But, man.
1: So, there's no Marvel until June.
0: Yeah, I think your next series is, what, Loki?
1: Yeah, it's Loki. Uh, and... I'm
0: not really looking forward to that, but, like, yeah.
1: Oh, I think I think a lot of the like theorizers on YouTube are, are looking much more looking towards that. Because uh this this Falcon and the Winter Soldier is more of a by the books Marvel series. Yeah. Like it moves exactly like like a MCU movie. So there's not it's a bit less for, for them to work on compared to like Wonder Vision where there, there are all these theories flying around everywhere all the time. They are like hanging yeah. on every scene.
0: How broker's yeah. Mephisto?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so there might be something like that for Loki, yeah. because you got all this timey wimey like
0: magic ish.
1: Yeah, and like multiple timelines, all this, all this uh, very mind bending things that that is very good YouTube for the.
0: <laughs> I'm almost getting a bit of whiplash because you know your typical Marvel cycle is like two movies a year, right? Yeah, and then we went for like a whole year without anything like just riding off the end game momentum right and then suddenly we're getting like all the Marvel
1: yeah so I think 4 or 5 series on Disney Plus and then 4 movies damn you got Black Widow yep Shang-Chi Doctor Strange and uh Spider-Man is next year I, I remember there was one more
0: Spider-Man is this year I think I think it's this year At the end of this year uh, No Doctor Strange and Shang-Chi Are uh, I think Very very early next year Or something
1: oh, Shang-Chi is in September this year Oh serious? Damn yeah, yeah, everything's yeah.
0: all squished together Yeah
1: Yeah so that's why There are a lot of movies this year That they are squeezing in Because The the release schedule For last year was Ah Eternals Eternals uh, is this year So Chloe Zhao well, yeah, yeah. Uh, So there are hmm. Four movies right In the second half of this year
0: they have be heavy. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm hoping that for Black Widow, right, they retain Taskmaster and then they use him as like a rec- him or her as a recurring villain.
1: Yeah, so I think the the, the prevalent theory is that Taskmaster will be co opted into Thunderbolts? Thunderbolts slash Dark Avengers, whichever yeah. one they want to go for. Yeah. yeah. So together with Zemo and and uh John Walker and there's some others that they're theorizing, yep. but some of them don't really make sense. Like, some people even said, oh, Agatha, or... <laughs>
2: no, no, no,
0: no way. But, yeah,
1: it yeah, doesn't really make sense. But yeah, everybody currently in the raft, okay, that's like fair game. Yeah,
0: For Eternals, like, I'm, I'm a bit skeptical about like whether they can like pull it off, because it gets a bit... When you go into Cosmic Marvel, right, there's just, like, so many characters that they probably need to simplify and uh, combine. Yeah. And it's so out of the way, even compared to, like, the Guardians. So, it's,
1: like,
0: you're not going to be able to let these characters interact with, like, your main cast very, very easily. So, I wonder how that would go.
1: I think the problem they might have to solve is the issue of scale. Like, because once you go Cosmic, right, then... It's a lot harder to to tell these, like, even because, you see, uh, even for Guardians of the Galaxy, it's very contained within a very small circle. Yep. It's just the Guardians themselves and they only involved, like, two or three planets. Yep. And they didn't really make it very very broad. Like, it didn't give a, a huge... Even Captain Marvel, because it's an introductory movie, right they very, they very, very limited it to Earth and Kree um, scrolls
0: And some of the Kree and some of the scrolls, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm interested to see how they, they do this, this cosmic thing because as somebody who is very much a casual fan and, and like everything I know about Marvel is through the movies and wiki articles.
0: Yeah, and, 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 and YouTube videos.
1: Yeah, so the whole cosmic thing, right? Maybe it makes sense in the comics, like it'd be easy to follow, but I'm curious how they'll be able to, to uh, shape it in a way that that is more understandable for the general audience. Because at the end of the day, it's not just the diehard fans who are watching the movies. They have to be able to include people who haven't seen everything, which will become uh, increasingly harder as as they keep going.